Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. So glad you can join with us today. If you have your Bibles there, we're going to look at Numbers chapter number 20 and verse number 7 in just a moment. We're going to look at the subject of regrets today. Uh, It's uh, something we all deal with, regret something, we did something we wish we hadn't, and how do we live through that. An elderly lady was out doing her shopping, and upon returning to her car, she found four young males in the act of leaving with her car. She dropped her shopping bags, and this story took place in the United States, and drew out her handgun, progressed into screaming at them, and at the top of her voice said, I have a gun, and I know how to use it. Get out of my car, you dirty rascals. The four men did not wait for a second invitation, but got up and ran like mad out of that location. Whereupon the lady, somewhat shaken, proceeded to load her shopping bags into the back of her car and got into the driver's seat. She was so shaken that she could not get her key into the ignition. She tried and tried, and then it dawned on her why. A few minutes later, she found her own car parked five spaces down the aisle. She loaded her bags into the car and drove to the police station. The sergeant to whom she told the story to nearly broke himself in two in laughing and pointed to the other end of the counter where four young white males were as pale as pale could be reporting a carjacking by a mad elderly woman described as white, less than five feet tall, glasses, curly white hair, carrying a large handgun. That story is true. No file, no charges were filed. That elderly lady felt some regret. She wouldn't have went to the police station if she didn't, all right? She, the idea of regret is to feel sorry for or remorse, disappointment, to think of a sense of loss. I wouldn't uh, ask you to raise hands because I can't see your hands raised and you're probably driving, so you need to have your hands on the wheel. But at any rate, if I asked for hands to be raised, if we had regrets, I think everyone would raise them. We all have them. Uh, you know. And I've met some people, for lack of a better word, are haunted by regrets of the past. And this morning, I want to or just today, whenever you're going to listen, uh, I want to look at a man who definitely had some regrets with that the action he, do, he took, but he lived on, being still a good example. And that's Moses. So Numbers chapter 20, verse number 7, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall bring forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch your water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, 
Therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. The reality of regrets. We all face regrets. No one is exempt. I can remember a story. A very embarrassing story that I'm now going to tell. And it will be on the podcast forever, I guess. I was in Bible college. Working at a sewing factory with a bunch of other college students. I think at the time there was like eight of us working uh, at actually a sewing factory. And making big inflatables. Kids jump inside and things. Uh, you probably saw them bouncy castles. That's what we made. So one night, it was a slow night. It was cold, winter time, and uh, the lads were feeling a bit blue, shall we say? The morale was really low, and so I thought a game of basketball would be a great morale booster. I don't even like basketball that much, but I decided this night that it would be a really good idea. But the only basketball that was around was the type. You've probably seen in a dollar store where you suction cup it to a back of a bedroom door or something. A really flimsy type thing. And, uh, well, I thought that I would be a genius. And at this stage of my life, uh, my forehead was quite large. It's actually larger now than it was then. But at any rate, I stuck that basketball net to my head. And I started running around. Obviously, it was on break time. I did not uh, get in trouble with the boss. I, ra- I raised morale by traveling around, and that the lads had to shoot the basketball into their you know little foam basketball into the basket and things. And everybody was soon laughing. Great time. Well, it was soon time to get back to work. So I tried to remove the basketball. One suction cup came out very easy. The other one, I guess, thought this would be a great place to reside forever. It would not come off. I pulled harder, harder, and it finally popped off. I didn't get home till probably 12 o'clock that night. I worked an evening shift, and I never thought to look in the mirror before I went to bed. I mean, what guy does that before you go to bed? You look in the mirror in the morning. Well, I looked in the mirror the next morning, and wouldn't you believe it? There was a massive red spot on my forehead. And as I alluded to earlier, it's not a small forehead. How do you cover that up? I had no comb over. I had a little bit more hair than I have now, but I I couldn't comb it over. I couldn't call in sick because it was going to be with me for a while. So I decided to live with the decision and went to class. And everybody noticed. Everybody, everybody noticed. I had some friends tell the professor uh, in front of the class of the shenanigans of the night before, I assure you, though I laugh now, I was not laughing at the moment, and I regretted that decision. Uh, I'm thankful no one took a picture of that. That was fantastic. Uh, but we all live with it. That That's a funny regret. There's other ones way more massively disappointing and cause other problems. Moses was told what to do. God told him, Moses, do this. But he didn't. He made a mistake. His emotions overtook him. He was angry with the nation of Israel and their lack of faith with God. And he hit that rock with his rod rather than speak to it. Now, to me and me, that doesn't sound like a huge deal. I mean, you know, okay, he wanted what was best for the nation. But you know what? He did wrong. 
And that sounds like you and me on occasion too. We want what's best. You think you're 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 gonna do this here, and this will bring the right resolution. That person made me upset, so I'm gonna not speak to them, and uh, I don't want to get the problem solved. I think I can beat him in this area, or I can do this. They can cheat to get it. We'll live with those regrets. If you do it, you'll live with it. Moses had been God's spokesman to Pharaoh. He then led the children of Israel out of Egypt, across the Red Sea on dry ground, through the wilderness. He had seen so mighty and marvelous things. Then he does this. Though the word regret is not mentioned in this portion of scripture, I'm sure sure Moses felt some remorse and some disappointment. I'm not going to get to the land that God promised us the reality of regret is that we all sin and we make mistakes no one is sinless and we see in these verses he was angry that's often the case when we're angry we make some really bad decisions uh, and the reality is no one is perfect as i just mentioned everyone's sinner so how do we live with it how, how do we get through regrets because there's consequences the word means uh, that which follows an act, causes, principle, or serious action, produces, uh, produced by some preceding act or cause. So Moses makes a mistake. He doesn't heed God's command. Because of his disobedience, he's told by God that there's a consequence. I'm sure Moses didn't like to hear that. And I believe all that are listening this morning, today, whatever time of the day you do listen are very well familiar with the consequences of actions, good or bad. You know, we've all been caught with a hand in a cookie jar, or we've caught someone in with their hand in a cookie jar. You know, the, the consequences for sticking that basketball net to my head was laughing and poking fun at me. You know, it was all in jest. I mean, I didn't lose any friends over it, and I didn't uh, cause any massive problems, besides looking like I had the biggest zit on, in the world on my forehead. Uh, you know... Occasionally, today, our, my friends laugh at it. We have a chuckle, but the reality is there's a consequence. Because we've sinned, there's a consequence. We all have already understood that we have regrets, and, and because we're sinners, because of our sin, according to God's word, we'll be eternally separated from him in a place called hell. For all sin comes short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. For the wage of sin is death, Romans 6.23. You know, there's potential, though. Of regrets, you might say. What are you talking about, Pastor? I really like the word potential. Uh, I like it when someone says you have great potential. It means anything that may be possible. Folks, regret for past error and sin have a great potential in our life to enable us to live right for the Lord. If we'll learn from that situation, we regret what we did, but if we learn from it, oh, we're so much further ahead. So Moses is told by God that he would not enter the promised land. So Moses then hands in his resignation letter and says, okay, Joshua, she's all yours. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't go back to his family and friends and say, well, well I can't enter the promised land now, so I'm going back to Egypt. No, we, we find Moses continuing to do what's right. He was a great example. He, he, he kept doing what was right. Moses was told by God, because your mistake, you can't make it through into the promised land. But he continues to move forward with Israel. 
He keeps showing them a good pattern. He shows them a good example. I think it's been makes a huge impact on the future uh, leader Joshua. Imagine Joshua's when with Moses all this time, and he finds out about this. Humanly speaking, you would be crushed, but he keeps serving Christ. He keeps serving Jehovah, and it's a massive encouragement to Joshua and to all the leaders in the nation. Ah, the potential from from the regret. The potential is we keep doing right. We learn from it. We go forward. You know, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're sinners saved by grace, but, you know, it's through the gift of God. We have regrets for our sin, but there's there's potential through Christ. Even our sin, Jesus loved us and provided for us, but God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And salvation is provided for all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Christian, let me just talk to you for a moment. Satan would like nothing better than to get you to live in regret for the rest of your life. Remember, it means to feel remorse, sorrow, or disappointment. He would love for you to stay there because if you're in that mindset, living in constant regret, you're not doing anything for Jesus Christ right now. Some Christians are living in regret and it seems that you know, I can't. I, I I did this. I can't do this. I, you know, I can't do the law. I you know, there's so many excuses. I I stammered there on purpose to just give the idea that it's all over the place. You know, I, I can't live the way the Lord says because I made a mistake in the past and I can't do it. And hey, listen, we can't have abundant life through Jesus Christ. You know, the the world today is trying to find fulfillment in everything they do but we can find it in jesus christ you could have that abundant life i was a youth pastor for a number of years and i remember this is probably about six or seven years ago i ran into a former uh teenager in my youth group obviously that individual is no longer a teenager and i remember talking to them and he was very candid with me and he told me you know Pastor Mark, he said, my paychecks, he said, I got them on a Friday. I went out and party with my friends for about seven hours. And he said, then I was left with a headache and no more money. And I was all by myself. And this is a guy who made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. I'd seen him for years live for the Lord, but got away from the Lord. He, he He'd living... In that cycle, and I encourage them, you don't have to live in that cycle anymore. You can break free with Jesus Christ and you know him as your Savior. Don't live that way anymore. Now live the way the Lord desires for you to live. Lead your families to the Lord. You know, do what is right. Go serve the Lord together. Show the example, just as Moses did. And go forward. You know, we, we need to continue to look to him. Don't let the regrets of past mistakes hinder your spiritual growth. When we got saved, all our sins are under the blood. The old devil likes to bring them up and try to discourage you with them. Oh, it was a number of years ago as well. I came upon an old friend on social media, Facebook, I believe it was. 
and uh, was able to reconnect. We went to school together, elementary, junior high, um, into high school, and uh, it was great to reconnect. And I realized that I had said some things to this individual in the past that weren't right. And the Lord just impressed upon me to ask for forgiveness. I regret saying them. And so I went further. I asked for forgiveness from this individual and they freely granted it. And, you know, our relationship was even made better. Don't live with the regret. Move forward. Move forward. Church, family, those listening to this podcast, don't live with regret another day. If you've offended another, get it right. Get taken care of. Don't allow regret to hold you in chains of sorrow anymore. We all face it. We all make mistakes. We all make decisions that aren't the best. Uh, Learn from them. Don't live and mire in the muck of, oh, I made mistakes, can't do anything. No, move forward. Keep going forward for Jesus. Don't allow regret to steal your joy. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it was an encouragement and help to you. And until next time, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.